Welcome to Collector's Quest, episode 55. We're ringing in the new year. It's 2017. Kat and I go over what happened in 2016 and what our hopes are for 2017. Also, if we felt like we were successful in 2016. So that's some interesting stuff. Okay, it's a quick, fun episode, but here's some business. One, if you like what we're doing, same thing I say every week. Support us on social media. Go to iTunes. Give us a review. A quick like. Tell friends about us. That's the best thing to do to help us. I want to take this moment to also say thank you to everyone who's done that. I do notice I try to comment in all of those posts. Kat and I really appreciate it. It helps the show. It's helped us gain viewers. It keeps our our momentum going forward. So thank you very much. I I just want to tell you how much I I do appreciate that. And I I know, probably tired of hearing it every week, but it is important for us. And uh, every time you do it, it, it's great. makes me feel really good. And Kat too, so... Thank you very much. The next thing I want to say, and this is coming up, and we're actually going to get to talk to Steve next week, and I'm excited about that, but the SoCal Retro Expo is happening in like a month, and it's one of my favorite events, and it is because I get to meet so many great people. Every time I go to one of these, and there's been two so far, I meet another cool person, someone now uh, that I'm like texting and talking to on a regular basis about collecting, but more than that, to have friends outside of video games. So these events have been, you know, really awesome for me personally and, and collecting wise, I also always find a few gems, but there are things here to be super excited about beyond that. And I think maybe even I should just do an episode where I tell the story about how Nintendo and Sega essentially created their mortal enemy and eventual uh, king in PlayStation. And that item, uh, the Nintendo PlayStation hybrid is going to be on display, and I'm really excited to see that because Nintendo and Sega both had it in their hands. They both could have taken PlayStation and Sony, embraced them, and and made a console. And they had prototypes and dev kits like this thing. It was going to happen, and they both burned them. And then Sony came out, you know, guns blazing, and torched them both. So that moment in time is encapsulated in this Super Nintendo Sega hybrid, and it's there. And, you know, for me, just being a, a game nerd and wanting to see what history looks like, you could see history in a moment. The moment Nintendo kind of lost its way, essentially, or, or gave up its crown is right there. So I'm super excited to see that. And an NWC Gray and Gold, I heard, are going to be there. Uh, they keep posting all the cool stuff, and Steve will tell us about it, I'm sure, but I'm really excited, and I hope you guys are as excited as it, as I am for it. You know, come down, make friends, get some deals. Come to our booth and see me. Uh, Kat won't be there, but maybe I'll put her on Skype or something. And uh, hopefully, maybe I get a few uh, live anecdotes for the show. So come on down. Stay tuned for the episode. Here we go. Happy New Year, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Kat here with Johnny. Hey, Kat. How's it going? Good. It's another year now. Yep. We've we've made it again, or we've got through the cursed year of 2016, and we're coming up on the bright side of 2017. 
Oh, was 2016 that bad? <laughs> I, I mean, if we want to go into it, I know a lot of people are very upset over a lot of the celebrity deaths that have yes. happened. Um, you know, on a personal level, well, I'll ask you how your year is. I'll tell you how mine was real quick. Uh, mine was mixed. Like, on a collecting level, it was pretty good. Like, a lot of interesting things happened. I met a lot of goals. Podcast is going well. Things are going, my job is going well. So, things like that have been great. But then on the, like, some health stuff was not so great. You know, I had family members get sick. And then, again, all these, these stars that we lost. Um, you know, most of them didn't mean too much to me, but uh, the most recent one, Carrie Fisher, obviously, that one as a as a bona fide Star Wars nerd, uh, hurts a lot because that's like right. a little piece of my childhood. So that one, I, I felt that one. So I, I get uh, and I have empathy for the people who who feel that way about 2016. Okay, well that's fair. I mean, there are obviously most times good points and bad points to every year, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there. This year has been a weird year. It's been a weird highs and lows. The world has been in a kind of an upheaval with this, uh, you know, populist movement, which includes Trump, Brexit, and all those other uh, geopolitical things that are happening. But as we are not a geopolitical podcast, uh, let me just ask you how your year of collecting and personal life went. Um, it was good. I agree. It kind of mixed. Things were a little all over the board. I definitely wasn't as focused in, in collecting, but I think that's okay because it forced me to kind of think about what I actually want to do. And, you know, I expect the next couple of years business-wise will be uh, busy. So that kind of plays into like how I structure everything. So it, it's been mixed, but I think it'll make uh, 2017 into uh, a fun year. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are maybe feeling that way but let's do a quick recap of what we thought 2016 would be like for us so do you want to say like kind of what your goals were from 16 um well i think my biggest goal was i i was dead set that it was going to finish the n64 collection um I think that was the biggest one. There were other things, you know, like, you know, sub goals that if that happened or I might do on the side, uh, the long and the short of it is I did not finish that collection. And I, I don't know if I will. We'll get to kind of how I figure I'm going to restructure moving forward. But uh, I didn't. And I'm OK with that because I think sometimes life gets busy and we feel like we said we were going to do something and then we have to do it because we put it out there. Uh, but it's OK to kind of you know, reorganize and reflect on what makes you want to do it and, and kind of change it up because it doesn't matter how you collect as long as it works for you and you enjoy the process. Right. Well, in life, you should constantly be checking and adjusting to see if your goals still align uh, with, yes. your, with your personal life and, and how things are going. And it's, and you know, for people, it's perf perfectly fine to one, change your mind or two, just look at something, evaluate and say, you know what, this isn't exactly where I wanted to to go or I'm not ready for this and let's change course like don't yeah. don't put yourself in a prison be like well I've said this is gonna be the thing I do so I'm trapped and then yeah. you know you know struggle and drown yourself and then if you don't complete it you know feel really bad about yourself you know do yourself a favor and, and know when enough is enough and you know not when to throw in the towel it's not about giving up it's about no. reprioritizing no, and making sure you're on the right path yeah, and, and just making sure the process is enjoyable. It's not like, oh, it's it. It's just, you know, maybe it's time for a change and, and go about it a different way. Uh, you did stay a little bit more focused, though, I'm pretty sure. So what do 2016 look like for you? Well, um, I, I mean, I, I did. I had a, a similar check and adjust moment as well. I was, I said I was going to 
do this Nintendo Power thing. I was going to buy every game listed in Nintendo Power 285 and say, you know, get a picture with every game. And then I was going to, you know, post it with uh, the rank in Nintendo Power next to the issue of Nintendo Power that that rank corresponded. I think I got like 70 or so issues. And I got really bored. The, the problem was it was too structured for me. I mean, right. I like structure, but it was just like, oh, it's just like trying, trying to find a way to make that same type of picture interesting over and over again. Right. got really boring. So I, I just stopped doing it. I, you know, I said, nope, this isn't for me. Though I bought most of the Nintendo Powers, though I bought most of the games I needed to do it, I just wasn't enjoying it on Instagram, and I don't think people were enjoying it. Uh, the views weren't, like, great or anything. Not that that was the sole driving force or anything. But, I mean, if you look, if I'm not enjoying it and I don't care about the pictures, then that then that shows. And I, I don't think it was resonating with anyone. So I tabled it, and I might come back to it and still use that style, since I have all the research, and, like, pair a few things. Right. But... It's not going to be something I'm going to, you know, shackle myself to be like, okay, even though I hate this, I'm going to keep doing it. That's, that's not what this is about. Right. Um, but on a positive note, I did complete Super Nintendo. I think as that is well documented, Super Nintendo was done. That was my main goal. And, and you uh, did it. Yep. I did it, you know, uh, 30 years in the making or whatever, or 28 or 25, whatever it was, uh, a long time. Long time in the making. Okay. It. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with that. I still enjoy looking at my Super Nintendo wall. There's still a few Super Nintendo items I want. A couple of, like, system boxes. And still rounding out those player's choice titles. But, yeah, that's about it. And then I took a break, kind of tried not to take pictures of Super Nintendo because I felt like I was overwhelming people with Super Nintendo pictures. Okay, time to switch it up then. Yeah, maybe I maybe they weren't. Maybe people were just like, "Yes, yeah, Super Nintendo, show me more." And I was just like, "Okay, that's enough." <laughs> that's all you get. Yeah. So, that that's what I did. I also had some like sub goals like you said, uh to maybe explore some portable systems. And I think, you know, you know me, I've collected the data about what I actually did over the year, and I did a lot of exploring as far as collecting goes, uh to kind of find what I like. To kind of figure out what the uh, rest of the, this that year was going to be like, and then what 2017 should look like going forward. Okay, well, why don't you fill us in about exactly what your 2016 year looked like then? Because of course, I know you have everything documented. I don't. I, don't, I know most people don't, but for us people who don't, it's really interesting to really analyze how much it is because when you don't keep track of it i don't think you're as cognizant of it but when you keep track of it it's like holy cow oh yeah um first i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out uh as a warning one uh don't do as i do uh, <laughs> okay follow, follow some of my general advice but don't uh, i feel like the the level of collecting i did this year was at an extreme um, and that was one, because I was finishing Super Nintendo, two, because I was trying a bunch of things out to figure out where I was going to go in collecting. Uh, if I was, I wasn't sure if I was done collecting actually with Super Nintendo. When I finished Super Nintendo, I was like, do I care about anything else? Am I done? Right. Is this something I will just do lightly or heavily? Turned into one of my weirdly heaviest years ever. Uh, so that was, and I didn't realize that until I got here. Like, I knew I was spending a lot of money on games, and uh, caveat, I do have some disposable income for that, so 
Just throwing that out there. I had the money to spend. I didn't have to, like, reach into my savings or take out a second mortgage. None of that had to happen. This was, we're, we're doing okay, and I don't have children, so yeah, have some extra money. Anyways, uh, yeah, my my collecting was all over. I collected, I bought Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Game Gear, Nintendo. Uh, I bought three Nintendo games, uh, weirdly. Uh, those were homebrews, actually. Uh, so I was homebrews, some repros. I bought 3DS games, a bunch of them. DS games, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and 4, Vita, PSP, Saturn, Super Nintendo games, a TurboGrafx-16 game, a Wii, a Wii U, an Xbox, and an Xbox 360 games. So you can see the spectrum is all over the place. Yes. That's like pretty much, oh, hey, all the systems? Yeah, almost all the systems. I even got Turbo in there. I didn't get any 3DO or Jaguar, thank goodness. At least I, I wasn't that outside the box. But, uh, yeah, so I was all over. I spent $16,000 this year in gaming. Well, that was a big year. This had to be the biggest, right? Like, I think you've said that already. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, it's a lot of money. Uh, like, it's a ridiculous sum of money, which makes me question myself a little bit whether I need to reevaluate what 2017 looks like because it's kind of an asinine sum. But part of what leads into that is I was dead set to complete Super Nintendo. So that was like a a big chunk of money. And I also got like a lot of deals on games. So like large lots, which I bought 1,600 games this year. So 1,615 is the exact number. So part of that was I was getting, which is a lot of games to get in one year. That's bigger than most people's collections. It's a, it's it's an enormous sum of games. It is the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo collection combined worth of games, to put that into perspective. That's astronomical. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fucking games. It's uh, It just is. And I, I didn't realize I had bought this many games. My collection is at roughly 8,000 now. Right. So to get like 1,600, that's a large chunk of my... Yeah, I didn't realize I was collecting at that, that level or this pace, to be honest. And- do you think that it was that much just because you were trying to figure out, like, what was a good fit and you weren't as kind of like, you know, you, you were done the the one that was the, like, massive goal. So was it just, is that what happens when you don't have a, a focus, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And I, I told you I'm dangerous when I when I don't focus. But it was also about finding focus. So that was some of it. I wanted to see if I wanted to collect anything. I, I probably shouldn't have seen this hard whether I wanted to collect but or what I wanted to collect but yeah and then a lot of it was that I I got lots of games so when you're talking about oh I bought you know 500 games in one go right which I did for for Wii so and then I I started to focus on on what I was going to go for so that was part of it but yeah I was just kind of looking around and the other thing, I finished Super Nintendo and I said, okay, you know what I'm going to do with a lot of these systems? I'm going to buy stuff I wanted to collect, not just stuff I was forced to collect. Because, you know, as much as I love the Super Nintendo, I didn't really want to buy all the Madden games. I did, though. Like, okay. I didn't need all the NBA games. Even though I love basketball, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's just go ahead and buy that real quick because I need a complete box to finish this set. Um, so I had free reign and this is probably the year where, I mean, aside from the Wii games that I bought, like the coolest selection of titles, like interesting stuff for different systems. Right. 
Yeah, because I there was the reins were off. I could go wherever I wanted. Yeah. I so. think that's kind of cool though because I feel like that makes a really memorable year for you like in collecting. Like this will probably be well obviously given the Super Nintendo it's going to be a memorable year, but it'll be probably memorable just because of how many things there were. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh there there's a lot. And I I mean, I don't know how far you want me to go down the rabbit hole of breaking this down, but I have like uh, how many I bought for each system, what the what the sum of the purchase price was. I can tell you, like, tops and bottoms there. I'm interested to know because, uh, you know, with it being such a mass amount, like, I, I, there are probably not very many people out there who have bought that many games in a year. Right. I feel like most, I mean, not going to say most, but I feel like a lot of collections are, are smaller than that and some already. So what the hell did I do? What did I right. do? You've uh, bought some people's collection in a year. You know, and I like bought their entire. Out, you know, I bought out a few people's collections too, which was part of it. So, um, we'll, we'll go to some, and Wii games takes up the bulk of the sixteen hundred games. I bought seven hundred and seventy-two Wii games. Oh my goodness! So it was a big Wii year. Yes, and Wii U. I bought one hundred Wii U games. Okay. Which I did not realize I bought one hundred Wii U games because probably fifty of them have been. In the last uh, month and a half. Okay. Um, so did you buy a lot because these are games you're playing or that you felt like this is a good collecting area? Well, uh, Wii U is over. Um, and Wii is something... Even last year, I was still dabbling in Wii and picking stuff up. And yep. I decided um, that I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish Wii. And then as Wii U is ending, there's been some like weird spikes. And you've probably seen this up in Canada, but... They're harder to find on the shelves. Selection is bad. Yeah. Uh, finding old Wii U games is, is getting tough. I mean, it's not hard. It's not that hard, but they're just not, the availability just isn't really there. Okay. So I decided I was going to finish Wii and Wii U. So I went through this whole process and everything, and I said, I'm finishing these two systems. Okay. And uh, so that, you know, that's eight, almost 900 games right there. And then if you throw in Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo is another 117 games. Okay. But I still spent the most on any individual system. Even though I bought 772 Wii games, I spent more money on the 117 Super Nintendo games. So I spent $4,300 on Super Nintendo games, which is to be expected. Yes. Um, because I think I bought three ninjas in that pile. So that's like a chunk of that. But for the Wii, I spent $3,000. <laughs> it's amazing what the um the amount gets you in terms of the number of games. Right. And then on the Wii U, I spent $1500 roughly. Um the average there is $14 a game, and some of these I got like really at like 8 to $10 a game, but there was some I was still buying as they came out, so I was paying like, you know, $60 a game as they came out. Right. So that works in against the Wii U's average cost. And then you know, another big one is I bought a ton of Vita games because I, after I got that lot from you, I figured, hey, I'm going for the set and I bought 145 of those. And, then you know, I spent roughly $1,300 on those. And that's because, like, I'm collecting the limited run stuff. And, you know, that's always like $30 a pop. And they right. they've really been cranking out those Vita games. Thanks, guys. Slow down on that one for me. Help me out here. Uh, so that was like a, a chunk as well, you know, so that's, those are the biggest pieces really. Uh, but I also got 126 3DS games. That's another, the, the last big chunk. 
because okay. I bought out someone's collection of 3DS games. I spent like $1,700 there. And then here, here's the staggering one. I bought 72 Game Boy games. This is complete in box Game Boy games. Wow. But I only paid $863, which I feel like is amazing. Yeah, I feel like considering how expensive Game Boy games are and the fact like we've talked about in other episodes, it's impossible to find them with boxes. Like, that's impressive. Yeah, I've, I feel really good about that number. That's like a, a $12 average per game, which is really good. I did some trading in that, too. So uh, trading always equals a zero sum. If I have it in my trade pile, I've already worked the cost into other purchases. Okay. So I always put my trades at, at zero value because like if I what I do is I buy a lot of games and there's... 10 games in a lot, and I spent $100. The average price per game seems like $10, but it's not. Because if I only need nine of those games, I put all the value at those nine games, and that one is just left over. So I only, I average the purchase price to the value of the games I actually wanted. And then whatever I have extra is just extra, and I use it as trade. So I give, I don't assign any of the value to it. I only, that's how I justify the purchase of a lot. If the amount of games is still a good deal in a lot, and I'm only calculating the ones I need, that's how I know it's worth it. Okay. I try not to calculate what the trade value is going to be for me uh, because I I hate trading. Uh, I don't hate it, but it, it's a process and time-consuming. I've been much better about it this year, and I've had more avenues to it. But before, I was like having to negotiate online. It was much harder before Instagram. Now right. it's a lot easier. Um, but I would never that's, – that's why I have that system. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot of games. The average value of the games, though, comes out to like $10. Okay, so well, that's, that's too good. Bad. I mean, when you think about, I got 1,600 games at around $10 each, and you know, 72 of those are Game Boy games, 27 of them are complete in box Game Boy Color, and everything is complete in box here. You know, 126 3DS games, 102 PS2 games, 145 Vita games. You know, 117 Super Nintendo games, 700 plus Wii games, 100 Wii U games. Like, that's, I feel like it's pretty good. Though, though the value is so high, like, oh my god, $1,600 and oh my god, 1,600 games. I still feel like I did okay. Yeah, and now I have a question. Is there anything that you had endeavored into picking up a fair chunk of uh, in the past year that you are going to no longer pursue? Um, like Vita is one that fell off pretty hard for me. I, I, I got super bored collecting that. It was just, they, they keep, Vita is an interesting system and I, I'm really curious how the life cycle of Vita collecting plays out because Vita stuff, you can pretty much only get online. A lot of it's from specialty retailers like Limited Run, uh, you know, Nis America. There's just, there's like a lot of specialty games. There's also a lot of special editions they put out. Right. Uh, and regular editions. So it, it's it's interesting, right? It's an interesting system, and I, I don't really think there's another system like it as far as the life cycle of a system. Because Vita's pretty much dead, but it's not. It's still getting a bunch of releases. It still had a, a ton of releases between, like, August and December this year. Right. So I'm curious. I, I also found just prohibitive, because you can't really ever find a deal. They're always going to be 30 to $40. So it's so, an expensive, like, if you want to pursue it, it's not going to be cost-effective. Right, it, especially for a system that's, like, mostly dead. Right. Yeah, and that I, I don't, you know, I don't really want to play that hard. Um, 
yeah, it was a weird thing. I like it felt like the system was really obtainable because the library was low, and I'd right. never completed a portable system, so I was like, "That's not that bad. Let's let's go for it." And then I was like, "God, what a pain in the ass! I I'm not enjoying this." So that fell off. Okay. Uh, 3DS is also one that uh, I kind of since I could get this lot of 120 some games in one go, I was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll do that." And then, meh, just wasn't that. Well, wasn't enjoying it that much. And and that's good to be like able to identify what you're not enjoying and just get rid of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I'll trade any of that stuff out or just um that the, this is going to be the year of figuring out where the chaff lies if I'm keeping the chaff cuz I I want to think about whether I'm going to complete those systems. Right. Or if I'm just going to cut that off and uh keep only a curated collection. Like all the PlayStation stuff and PlayStation 2 stuff I bought. It's all completely curated. All top tier games, really happy to own them. Okay. Well, that's sometimes that's a great way to have a collection too. It doesn't have to be a complete set to be, you know, perfect. Right. And uh, those ones, I feel that way. Okay. I feel like I talked a whole bunch. So tell, tell me more about your 2017 goals. Well, what I think is I just feel like I've kind of got burnt out, right? Like finishing off, when we finished off NES, it was really fun in the beginning and throughout the process because we'd go out and we'd hunt for games like I've talked about before and then it got just being like, well, we can't find this and we have to buy it here or order it online just because, you know, we're down to those hard-to-get titles or rare things or things that are in popular demand. So that kind of took the fun out of it for us because the hunting was, which was what we enjoyed. Um, so then we kind of were like, well, what do we do about the N64? Because, you know, it's kind of got into the same thing. So it was kind of like, all right, well, I'm just going to enjoy playing games and pick up the odd thing. And um, uh, I got a Wii U for Christmas. We've already had a Wii U, which we sold. Anyway, I got another Wii U, uh, which I wanted for Christmas, just to play Paper Mario, uh, which I've been playing a lot of. And I really enjoyed it because I actually had something that I wanted just to play. So that nostalgic factor was there. It brought me back to, oh, well, this is why I like collecting. So I think for 2017, what I'm going to do is try and find, really focus on figuring out what I want to add to the collection and how I want to add it. I don't think going for a full set of something will be something I want to do right now. I think I want to find kind of a neat niche or a curated collection of, you know, a certain franchise or series that I want to work on and maybe proceed that way. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah, that's, that's like really what I did with like PlayStation one and I was really enjoying it and I didn't stop doing it until I pretty much decided that we and we, you was what I was going to be doing. Right. So, and then I, I stopped, I, you know, I, I stopped buying all this ancillary stuff and said, all right, time to focus again. And then, you know, went into laser focus mode on just Wii and Wii U games. Like if you look at my October, November, December, it's all Wii and Wii U, which is, well, you know, the rest of the year is so scattered and all over the place. And then yeah. you, you look at the, the end of the year, the last quarter, and uh, it's like, okay, here's who I am as a collector again, hyper-focused, these yeah. systems attack, go. And I feel like we all go through those times, like before we did the NES and the collection was just kind of all over the board and there wasn't as much focus, we kind of went through that too. And then we had to reevaluate, like, what do I want to collect and why do I want to collect it? And when I did that, I really enjoyed the NES until it got to, you know, those last few not quite as fun purchases and things like that. So I feel like I just didn't want to rush it. I wanted to take enough time. You know, having some downtime at Christmas has been nice to play games and that's kind of helped bring back that nostalgia feeling and things like that, which has helped me kind of figure out where I want to go next. 
Right. So you you're returning to kind of a a simpler form of collecting, uh, more where we all start, which is okay. I I love games. Yeah. Uh, these are games I loved. Maybe I should identify the games I love and just purchase those. Exactly. And I would focus on you know good good condition CIB because those are the pieces that I want to have because they mean something, not this game that costs. X amount of dollars that's very expensive that I don't want and I'm never going to play, but I needed to collect it to complete a set. Right. And for everyone listening, that is the type of collecting I recommend, though it is completely counter to how I collect. Spend a little bit more money, get a nice condition, have less, like, and this is a situation where less is more, where you have a completely curated library in top condition, because those are the ones, if you ever had to get out of it, will sell better anyways. Right. It'll be easier on you. And they just, like, when someone looks at your collection, they're just going to go hit after hit after hit rather than me. And they're like, okay, and this is like a run of Madden games. No one cares. Okay, and here's the NBA games. No one cares. NHL. Okay. Oh, Paper Mario. That's a good one. Uh, Yeah. You're going to, it's going to be all good stuff all the time. That's how my PlayStation library looks, and I I love to look at that. Um, Yeah. And not that I don't love looking at my complete Super Nintendo collection, because I I take it as a whole. but. My recommendation is is more your road for sure, Cat. Well, and it's funny too because I was like, we I always collected sets. I wanted to continue collecting sets. I could never see not collecting sets, but you know things change, and that's why I was like, I'm not going to back myself into a corner because there's no right or wrong way, and just because it might have been one way before, it's a different way now, and I'm fine with that. But I'd rather really enjoy the process again because that's what it was about for me. It was the process, not the games on the shelf or the number of games there. It was actually having memories of doing it. Right, and that, that as we talked about, is perfectly fine. And that's, you know, people should be reevaluating where they are as they go through. If you're not enjoying it, and, like, I, I enjoyed my whole process, even though there's a crazy sum of money um, I enjoyed my process, and if you're enjoy if you're not enjoying your process, you should really be identify identifying if you want to keep collecting, and if not, you know if you do want to keep collecting, then what do you need to change to make sure you are enjoying it? Right. So yeah, and I I also know that one of the things that was common for both of us in 2017 or 2016 is work was busy. It was a busy work year for me. It was for me too. It was insane. And that definitely put a kind of a kink in how much I could collect or how much I could get out there. Um, and for me, I know that probably for the next couple of years, it's not going to slow down. So I don't want to not collect because I enjoy it. I just want to have it fit into my life. So I feel like I have time for it. And I put really good pieces in my collection that I'm going to enjoy having there. Right. 100% agree. Uh, this is also going to be the year that I try to play a little bit more games because I was so busy this year. It felt like, you know, we got busy and we're doing the podcast and we're cranking stuff out. I was just like, ah, I don't want to play games, but I, I want to try and get back to, to playing some more games because I felt like I did not get enough of that this year. Yeah, no, and I felt the same way, and that was the thing when I got the Wii U for Christmas. It was just nice because I've played a lot, and I feel like it's a system I will continue to play because, you know, between the games that you can get for it and, and the Nintendo Store, there are a lot of games that are just, I guess, easy in one place that I like to play. Um, and that certainly has helped because now I'm like, okay, well, I, I really like this game. So I want to have, you know, a complete in-box version of whatever platform it came out on. Makes sense. And I, I think that's a good segue into uh, our what are we buying, what are we playing stuff. Obviously, you are buying and playing Paper Mario. Tell me about Paper Mario. 
Uh, it's been really good. I've enjoyed it so far. I, I did spend one whole day playing it. Not productive, but it was really good. Um, uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, you collect cards um, that you have to paint to use in uh, in your battles, um, which is good because I like that it's something like I like Sticker Star because I like that aspect of collecting and finding things, which is odd because I can't find anything in real life. Anyway, um, I like that <laughs> in games, nice. apparently. Um, so I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. It, it feels, you know, kind of Paper Mario to me, but with a few extra things. So there's other things going on. So you might be finding things between different worlds as opposed to, you know, other things. And then, of course, you have to go around and paint the the spots that have been sucked out of the colors, been sucked out of the world. So then that's another little thing to do. So it keeps it interesting for me. I I need enough going on that I'm not bored. I'm terrible at just abandoning games because I'm like, ah, I've had enough of this. So I feel like for me, this is a good one because there are enough different things going on at once that I can, if I get bored, I'm like, I'm going to go do this. So you like it better than the 3DS Paper Mario because you didn't really enjoy that one, right? Uh, I I was, uh, no, I didn't like the new uh, Mario and Luigi one. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, I did like Sticker Star, but I have to say I do think I like this one better than Sticker Star. Um, but, of course, I still have a fondness for uh, the Paper Mario on N64 because that's very nostalgic. But I, 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 this would probably be my second to the N64 one. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. So what have you been playing, buying, Well, I getting for Christmas? <laughs> I, I have a, a friend, an old friend visiting this Christmas, and... Uh, a lot of our associated memories are playing Final Fantasy games. Very so nice. So we decided, like we we have like one dayed one dayed Final Fantasy two. We've sat, we've started it, and finished it like in a in a session or or two sessions. This is something we used to do pretty commonly as teenagers. He's a very old friend of mine. Um, so we thought, hey, what the hell? Final Fantasy fifteen just came out. Let's go ahead and do that. And guess what, guys? That was a mistake. Oh, no. That was... Holy shit, that game is awful. Uh, I think I'm being not harsh enough. That game is trash. Get out of my life. I had to pump gas in this game. Do you know what is not exciting? I don't want to do it in (laughs) life. I don't want to get out of my stupid car and pump gas. Also, it should be noted, I'm driving a freaking car in Final Fantasy, which I don't want to do. With honky tonk music and the and bluegrass, just WTF, guys? It just who cat? I was so bored, and we persevered for many an hour. And guess what? I think we went like seven hours into this game. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. And I know some of you guys are in my feed, and you're loving this game. Please explain to me. Because I don't understand. It is just, it boggles the mind. Because this is not Final Fantasy, what I know, what I like, or even remotely identify. In fact, if you took away the shitty hairdos on the characters, I wouldn't have known I was playing a Final Fantasy game. So for nostalgia factor of sitting down and you guys playing this game together, it definitely didn't hit it. <laughs> no, it was like, I i mean, I played for like an hour and I was like, Tim... Take the controller. I just had to pump gas. I can't do this anymore. I can't. <laughs> I can't pump gas in Final Fantasy. Like, had you told me I was out finding like um, some weird crystal or something uh, that was going to fuel my my pseudo airship, I would be all about that quest. But quest to find the gas pump, 
Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Not nope. not doing it. Nope. Yeah. And, and, and like, you're like some shitty prince and everyone like, and they're whiny. They're just like, it's like Final Fantasy Millennials Edition. It's what it is. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, God, this life is so hard. I had to go do this thing <laughs> in my fancy car. Just shut up. Oh, so much whining, cat. Ugh. And I don't have necessarily anything against the millennial generation, but I think uh, that is what they were trying to capture. They were trying to encapsulate like what that is and appeal to those people. And clearly, I am too old man. Get off my lawn for that. I'm the okay. market. Yeah. Well, that that's fair, and it, it sucks when a, a game comes out and it's not what you wanted it to be, or it's not even reminiscent of what came before it. I, yeah, I I did not. I I also hate the battle system. The battle okay. system is, it's like uh, Street Fighter. Fi- there's like combos and like oh you gotta know the like whatever happened to just okay enemy encounter. All right, select magic. Here's my magic points. Here's my hit points. Also, when your hit points hit zero in this game, you don't die. You go into danger mode, which kind of, you know, like, okay, well, why didn't, like, why, what used to happen was, oh, you were down to, like, one-eighth of your hit points or so, and it would register that, oh, my God, you're in danger, and it would let you know you were in danger. Now it's like, you went to zero hit points, and now you're in danger mode, and now you're at risk of dying. It's just like, okay, cool. Great. You can adjust. Like, why? Why Why that? It's it's not even intuitive. It was, the game is awful. It just doesn't do it, right? No. Someone tell me why. Someone tell me why this game, anyone likes it. Like, I know, I know, like, I know people are enjoying it. So please, what did I miss? Help me. Help me understand what I don't understand. Ugh. <laughs> Well, maybe somebody will have a reason for you. You know, my only saving grace is I didn't pay money for this game. This way, it wasn't my purchase, so I'm gonna thank Tim for for footing the bill on that one. <laughs> I only lost time that I'll never have back. So, yeah, just a loss of life. And at my my tender age, those those years really our minutes really count. So, yeah. Ugh. So yeah, that's uh. That's what I've been playing. Well, I'm sorry it wasn't a better experience. Yeah, well, whatever. You can't win them all. Yep. F that game. <laughs> Stupid Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> so dumb. Anyways, uh, and what I've been buying, I've been buying, it's been all Wii U nonstop. I'm going to finish that set. Okay. I made, a, I made a super list of like all the weird variants. I, I mean, I want to say that I found some other people's list, merged them together, fixed some things, reformatted and, and dressed it in a way that is, I will say, better for my needs. Uh, okay. I think it's better in general, but whatever. Anyway, so I made like an advanced list and a basic list, and I now I fully know what's going on in the whole Wii U sphere and how to collect it. And yeah, I'm going to get it. It's going to be done. And I'm I'm going to get it with a lot of the variants, not all of the variants. So, okay. I think I think we'll be talking, we'll be doing a Wii U breakdown sooner than later. Yeah, well, I feel like I'm kind of on that bandwagon now. I'm really enjoying it second time around of getting yeah. it. So, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, and I'm willing to fight people who say the Wii U is a garbage console uh, because I really like it. I know John doesn't like it, but I'll fight John. That's fine. You know what, though? I think you might be warming up to it because I've been, uh, like, I was playing Paper Mario and I went to get up and make tea because, yes, I'm 80 and I drink tea and play video games. I drink games. tea every single day. 
but I oh. am like 80, so. Go okay, on. I drink tea every single day too. Anyway, so like usually when I go to play a video game, I make tea and then I go play a video game. Anyway, I went to make a second cup of tea and I came back and John was like fully immersed in it and I couldn't get my controller back. So I think he's maybe warming up to it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, there there is a lot of like ridiculous hate for the gamepad. I'll save it for like the Wii U episode, yeah. but I I actually I think it is a system we lost too early. Thanks, 2016. Another <laughs> victim. Uh, yeah, sorry. A little too soon. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I like it is what I mean to say. And I, I think maybe it got an unfair shake. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Uh, that's what I bought. Well, you, you, got, you actually get to say a few things you bought now that Christmas has passed. What'd you buy? Um, well, we got a, uh, a homebrew. <laughs> I can't formulate words today. <laughs> it could be. We got a homebrew, uh, Legend of Link, um, which is an actual homebrew from the ground up. Um, my understanding kind of, uh, similar graphics and gameplay to Link's Awakening for the Game Boy. I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but I'm looking forward to that. Is it a um, Game Boy homebrew? Uh, no, it's an NES one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but similar kind of gameplay. That's my understanding to uh, Link's Awakening for the Game Boy. Uh, you'll have to have, ask John to to tell you about it, or have him tell me about it, because I'm curious. Yeah, well, we haven't. Uh, neither of us know a whole lot about it yet, um, other than it looked interesting. Uh, so, and uh, you know, we we've been kind of looking into more homebrews, so maybe that'll be something we start collecting. Who knows? I haven't quite decided that yet. But um, I'm hoping that uh, tomorrow we're gonna have some friends over, and uh, maybe we'll get into to that one. Um, and then on uh, on the Nintendo store, uh, bought Mario Party for N64 because, of course, with people coming, uh, easy to deal with we've got lots of controllers right now so that's good and earthbound nice yeah because you know just good things i i like just having everything on one console and not having to go and take the games that are old and you know worth money or sought, sought after off of the shelf and you know i just think it's easy yeah it's convenience for me and i'm, I'm yeah, totally good with that cousin your cousin you're like here's mario uh, you may drag her into the future by showing her new controllers i know right like maybe she'll be even better at it who knows we'll see all right <laughs> Well, good luck to you, to you against her. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. I usually win. We'll, we'll hope it keeps up that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got anything else you want to add to our our closeout of of the year? Goodbye, 2016. No, I think I think I'm good. I'm I'm interested to see what 2017 will be like. I can't imagine that I will spend more money on games or acquire more games. <laughs> God, I really hope not, because that's going to be super embarrassing if I have to go through this this walk of shame twice. Uh, I think maybe having done this episode and having to break down the numbers, you'll be more cognizant of it, maybe. And if you're focused, too, maybe that'll help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still have, like, I if I want to complete Wii and Wii U, that's at least 250 games that have to come off the list. Yes. So that's a thing. So the minimum requirement for success is 250 plus. Okay. And there will be, like, the random Xbox One game or PS4 game that I buy because I want to play them. Right. So, um, yeah. And then I, there will be, I'm going to a couple conventions. That also didn't help this year. Screw you, conventions, dragging <laughs> me in, all, you know, looking all gussied up and, you know, too much video game cleavage. Just like, hey, come here. I'm easy. <sighs> Spending my money. Bullshit. Bullshit conventions tricking me. Okay. I feel, yeah. I don't want to get one more responsibility rant out. <laughs> for this, but yeah, I guess it's all my fault. That's fine. You you rant about it if you need to. It's totally okay. 
Nah, we already got to the end. And I think I got, I got my rant out with Final Fantasy. Okay, fair enough. I've I've fulfilled the r- rant portion of the episode. It's not a requirement. Like I think maybe people think the rants are planned, but they're not. They just happen. Well, we don't uh, go into an episode and we're not like, all right, Johnny's going to rant about this thing. They're completely organic. I can attest to that because when we talk outside of episodes, rants do occur even outside of episodes, so they're not episode-specific. <laughs> yeah, no, it just has to be moment. I'm just ranty. It's yeah, just a fine. Whatever look, works. Look forward to more of them in 2017. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots to come yet. All right. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope your year was great and hope it gets better in 2017. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. I didn't do the uh, the thing where we sign off with where to find us, but whatever. I think people probably know where to find us. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> By now. By one, now, maybe. One, one would hope. One would yeah. Hope.